0: Will set you free. Headline edition, July 8th, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, We ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do Be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where we bring you disclosure, one guest at a time. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. First, I want to welcome and thank our new members, You are Keeping Veritas Alive. Tonight's special guest is one of the bravest women I know. A few weeks ago, one of our listeners from Germany forwarded a video of one of her lectures and I was really impressed. With the help of my friends in Europe, I was able to track her down and she was very gracious and courageous to accept my invitation. Dr. Rauni Lina Luchen and kilde is tonight's special guest in a special three and a half hour edition of the Veritas show and you will get nothing but pure and unadulterated information. In the past few months, a few people have been forwarding news on a daily basis. It has taken time for me to filter those sources, and now I'm ready to start sharing these news from all over the world with you. This is a great time to become a member, as I will be posting all these news in our forum almost on a daily basis. To become a member, simply go to VeritasShow.com and you will receive immediate access to this and all our past shows, the forum. And our member chat system. I also want to take this opportunity to thank Cliff High for a superb show last week. He's certainly very popular, and I'm sure we'll have him again for a fourth time, perhaps before the end of the year or in early 2010, as he prepares to release another Alta report. I would also like to take a moment and lean into discomfort, as you know. I depend on the memberships to keep Veritas going. If some of you haven't noticed, I don't have any sponsors or banners on our website. I don't interrupt our guests with countless commercials, which break the flow. That is why our guests really disclose. I actually prefer to keep the show without commercials because I don't want anyone to censor me. At the same time, many members contacted me in the past few days to let me know a number of people were illegally posting the full shows in different internet portals. That, ladies and gentlemen, jeopardizes the very existence of this show. It's the equivalent of taking someone's book and plastering all over the web. If that behavior is condoned, our authors would not write, and shows like Veritas will undoubtedly die. I offer one full hour or more of each show, which is enough to compel someone to become a member. I simply instructed those who were posting the shows illegally to remove the copyrighted material. And as a result, I have received a lot of hate mail from people saying that I'm part of the quote unquote system, the Illuminati, that I'm the devil, you name it. Most said they love the show and appreciate what I do. Yes, they openly admit that they greatly value work i do yet they ask me to do it for free i already offer a free subscription to those who cannot pay the link is there on our website however some want something for nothing not only wanting it but feeling entitled to it as if the fruit of my work was their divine right today's show is three and a half hours long and that does not include the hours spent on research and the rest of the maintenance that goes on behind the scenes. I do this by myself without any help and I'm trying to unshackle myself from other business responsibilities as I continue to steal countless hours from my business so I can be here with you every single week. I want to thank those of you who have contacted me letting me know of anyone posting our shows illegally. If you are listening to this show anywhere But on our website, Zero Point Radio, the Black Vault Radio Network, or the Paranormal Radio Network, that person is infringing on our copyrights. And I hope you let me know, unless you are a member and can take the show with you anywhere, but not post it. Otherwise, the show will die. I thank all our members from the bottom of my heart. Next week's special guest is Command Sergeant Major Robert Dean followed by Andrew Bashago, Dr. Leonard Horowitz, Dr. Stephen Greer, Jim Nichols, and many more. And speaking of Dr. Stephen Greer, I've had the privilege of being invited to the next C-SETI event with Dr. Greer, Colin Andrews, Dr. Theodore Loder, and Dr. Lynn Kitai. It's a three-day conference on contact and disclosure, a special conference under the stars to celebrate and make ET contact. October 24th through the 26th in Rio Rico, Arizona. For more information, visit our website and click on the c link. And one last thing. I had some important news to share with you, but I have been instructed not to until next week. I hate to be cryptic, but I'm following protocol and the wishes of the person who asked me to do so. So stay tuned and I will share it with you in the next few days. And now... Get ready for a journey into mind control, the illusion of death, the fabricated swine flu pandemic, population reduction, UFOs, encounters with aliens by cosmonauts while in orbit, and much more. Our special guest, Dr. Ronnie Kilde, is coming up next. If you want to continue living in the Matrix, stop this audio now. If you want to know, don't go anywhere. This is Fabregas and you're listening to the Veritas show. Shago, and you're listening to the Veritas Show. And directly from Norway, Dr. Rauni Lina, Lucan, and Kilde. Hello, Dr. Kilde, and welcome to the Veritas Show. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I am doing fantastic. It is such a pleasure. First of all, let me just share with you and the audience how I was able to find you. Since most of our listeners know we are an international show. And at our internet forum, we have people from all over the world. That is the beauty of being in contact with people from so many countries. All of a sudden, there are no borders, just one common goal, the truth. This listener from Germany sent me a video of you during one of your conferences in front of thousands of people. I couldn't believe what I heard, and my goal for the next few weeks was to find you. And with the help of my friend in Europe, I did And by the way, I have been fascinated with every presentation and interview. You are smart, charismatic, and you convey your message with so much clarity, conviction, and sincerity that it truly makes a difference to who listens. Why don't you give us a background of who you are and how you came to research all the topics that we'll be discussing tonight.
1: Well, um, my background is that of a medical doctor. I'm a retired chief medical officer of Lapland, which is the northern part of Finland. I've also been director at the National Board of Health and replaced our Surgeon General very shortly when he was traveling. I've been a member of the New York Academy of Sciences, and um, currently I'm a bestseller author and lecturer in six languages in Europe.
0: First of all, that book, I I want to be talking about your book, There Is No Death, that book is a bestseller. Is it in English also?
1: I have nothing in English. I have all the books in, in Scandinavian, five Scandinavian languages, and, and There's No Death is also in Spanish. But I have nothing in English because I don't know anybody in England or in the U.S. in the publishing companies.
0: I'm lucky that I'll be able to read your book in Spanish because that's my native language. But oh, I, just, I just can't understand why such a such great material is not available in the United States. So if I can help connecting you to a publisher would you be interested because your material needs absolutely. to be out excellent
1: absolutely because that's how the 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 books came out in scandinavia somebody always called me i didn't do anything i was just giving you know lectures and interviews to usual papers and uh, somebody called and said could we have it? i said of course so if somebody calls from the states i'll say yes of course
0: and there's a great story that i'm going to be discussing with you regarding your book there's no death on how you came to write that book and we'll touch that in a few minutes but first just so that our audience knows where we're coming from i would like to start our interview dr kilde by asking you this important question what is the biggest secret in the world
1: the biggest secret in the world is a human being on this planet we don't know each other we don't know ourselves And even medical doctors forget that 87% of our brain is water and about 70% of our body is water. So what it is that holds it together, of course, it's energy. And according to Einstein, energy just changes form. It never disappears. Who we are and why we are here on this planet, that is the biggest secret for each of us.
0: Now, of course, the title of our show is Mind Control. Can you define mind control?
1: Well, yes. I didn't even know that the title was mind control, but uh, but I would say that the purpose of mind control is to disrupt memory, discredit people through aberrant behavior, alter sex patterns, eliminate uh, information, create emotional balance sometimes too. It can be positive too, but it usually is only used negatively. And the goal for mind control is to program an individual to carry out a mission of spionage or assassination against his own will and against self-preservation. So uh, it's it's a pretty, pretty big, big issue. And unfortunately, as far as I know, it's only used negatively. European Parliament even warned of dangers already in 1999 in January in a resolution on environment security and foreign policy, uh, stating uh, all the possible abuses for mind control. And uh, it was um, calling for an international convention introducing a global ban on all developments and deployments of weapons which might enable any form of manipulation of human beings. And the whole thing about mind, mind control is the manipulation of human beings. And that can be done in many, many various ways, uh, chemically also, but mostly now with electromagnetic fields, and also, of course, psychologically. And uh, the results of victims of mind control are devastating, and they have been publicized in many, many countries, especially in the Internet.
0: Now, who, who's behind, who has developed these mind control systems?
1: Mostly the the military and the secret services, especially in the United States and of course in Russia. Already in um, in in the fifties, after Korean War, uh, the American uh, soldiers who had been captured and came back home uh, behaved strangely, and uh, they were found out to have been brainwashed. And so, of course, the CIA and and US military tried tried to find out what had happened and they found out the Russian LIDA machine, L-I-D-A machine, which was used in programming for mind control, sending different kind of uh, frequencies and messages straight to the brains of the victims. And today, the technology is so flabbergasting that they can read your mind, they can read your thoughts, they can read you unconscious, they can even read your 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 um intentions your subconscious before you yourself know it and of course these are thought signals that supercomputers like from NSA national security agency they turn them into uh, words and sentences with extreme extreme speed uh, something like 280 trillion floating points in a second 280 trillion in a second was the last figure i left i i read but of course if that is given out for general public, so then, of course, what they have as speed in, in secrecy is something much, much faster. And when you think that our brain capacity in speed is only 5,000 bits a second, so we can't be a match even to a normal home computer.
0: And now, you probably remember the movie, the Steven Spielberg movie, Minority Report. They had the pre-crime unit. You wonder if that would ever become a reality.
1: I haven't seen the movie, but uh, I would say that it is a reality.
0: The, the, the movie, just to give you a little background, uh, they had a special police department that arrested people before crimes were committed because in their minds they were going to commit the crimes.
1: Right. That's exactly what mind control is about. They can read your thoughts and your mind before you yourself realize it. And Hollywood is always... Unfortunately, in a way, used as science fiction movies. They have a lot of movies which tells the truth, and then people can just, you know, brush it off and say, "Well, that was just a movie." Exactly. One of the one of the the the, the big ones I would say that everybody should should see is is uh, Control Factor. It's about mind control, how how it's done, and how somebody who is closest to you always is the person who starts programming you. Another one is, of course, the old Manchurian Candidate, which uh, in the 50s was uh, with Frank Sinatra. And now, um, yeah, a few years ago, it was in, in color and there was Mary Streep also uh, acting. And um, the movie from the 50s actually was much better than the new one because it showed exactly how mind control was done but the new movie with meryl streep did not show it exactly how it was done so i recommend the old
0: one so control factor and Manchurian candidate i've watched Manturian candidate i haven't watched control factor yet just to preview from one to ten how true is what you see seen that in those movies
1: oh i would say ten really absolutely absolutely true And that's very devastating, and that's very horrifying, and that's very scary.
0: And the problem is that the majority of the population, they go to the movies, and they talk about it, and of course, immediately, they say, oh, it's Hollywood, or it's science fiction, and they tend to dismiss it.
1: Exactly, and that's the whole point. But then, when things really do come out, and they are coming out, even with this interview, a few things have come out. So then, at least they can say, well, we did try to when they defend themselves, who have been doing all these evil things towards the civilian population. So they can say, well, we tried to sort of introduce you to these technologies in a soft way as Hollywood movies. So they try to wash their hands clean, but uh, their hands are never clean. They're filled with blood.
0: Of course. And uh, they say that to avoid the supposed shock factor that the population would have if they just blatantly came and said, yes, this is the way it is, right?
1: Well, uh, I disagree that the public would get a shock factor because, number one, (laughs) the public denies. It is so horrendous that, like uh, FBI director um, Edgar Hoover said in his time, that the individual is handicapped by coming uh, face-to-face with conspiracies so monstrous that he cannot believe it exists. So I think most people would just brush it off. They wouldn't believe it anyway, even if it comes in the evening news. No panic, absolutely. I don't believe in that.
0: Now you've studied this subject for for decades. When did the first mind control device come about?
1: Well, strangely enough, I was in in um, Germany this um, this May, and there was a conference on non-lethal weapons, which was very very expensive, and I, I believe I was the only one, probably, who paid himself or herself the, the whole whole trip. And and the, the the fee to to attend because everybody else seemed to be connected to a weapons factory or to the military or to the police or to a scientific uh, community like um, University of Moscow etc. Right. So there it came out also everything about non lethal weapons. And, uh, of course, they're lethal. And that's always, you know, a hazardous uh, word, non-lethal, but it is lethal if if the frequency is, is hard enough. And uh, there, um, uh, an American colonel was saying, uh, for instance, that uh, the first mind-control device was already developed by James Matthews in 1801. 1801. Now, of course... I don't know any details about it, but for sure details are from from 50s and 40s in the U.S. uh, about mind control and how they are using it to control all behavior of of the individual who is a target for whatever reason.
0: Now, was that Colonel John Alexander who said that?
1: Yes, that was Colonel John Alexander. He said that, uh, I wrote it down, 1801, because it was so flabbergasting. But... um, There's a list in the Internet about major electromagnetic mind control projects from Leading Edge International Research Group. And there it starts from 1952, Project Moonstruck uh, by CIA, when they already put um, electronic implants into the brain and teeth of people. And the the main purpose was uh, tracking mind and behavior control, conditioning, programming, covert operations, and uh, it was done by electronic simula- stimulation of the brain, so-called ESB. And then it went on and on. There are many, many projects from Mac Ultra, CIA project to Project Orion and Delta, etc. So it's it's old technology. And now it's coming to the public a little bit as new technology. And uh, thus uh, they're saying that uh, the technology that comes out from the military and um, military medical even research I would say is about half a century old, and it 's always presented as new there's a professor warwick in in Great Britain who's been lecturing uh, in Finland, for instance, and he claims to be the first uh, doctor who has uh, and a professor who has put an electronic implant, a microchip in his brain so he could discuss things telepathically with his wife. He also claims that he was the first one to put it into his, his hand so that he could just, with the chip, open the garage doors, etc. Now, that's just um, nicely said BS, because uh, he can't be the first one to put in uh, the chip into his brain because it was already done in 52. Right. But there are professors, there are scientists who deliberately or not knowing give total disinformation. And again, if they are not knowingly, so then they don't know about the military uh, research, which is always about 50 years, uh, 50 years, minimum 30, but 50 years before the academic research. And that's why the academic people don't know anything about the whole thing.
0: I can see how... Now we have the technology, electromagnetic uh, uh, technology, to affect uh, people's minds and so on. But what Colonel John Alexander said about 1901, what type of technology, if we can call it technology, was it being used back then?
1: I don't know. He didn't say, but this, this uh, 1801, which flabbergasted oh, 18. Me. Is it
0: 1801 or 1801.
1: 1901? 1801. He said that. I wrote it down. I didn't hear it, you know, falsely or something. But um, I, I don't know the details. But the details uh, are more publicized from the 50s, of course. Sure. When they could already read your thought signals, on, and in the 40s also. They had already, and uh, that was in the States, that already in the 40s, 1940s, Americans had created uh, a machine which acted like a human brain. And now it's coming out, like now we can maybe, you know, simulate the the, the functions of the human brain. Again, you know, half a century old old history which is presented as new.
0: Right, and I have come to the conclusion after listening to retired military personnel that the technology that we are aware of is always, as you said, 50 years uh, behind, about half half a century old, than what they're truly using. Why do you believe that they keep it, and I think obviously it's for national defense purposes, is that correct?
1: Yes, that's what they claim, but I think that's just a false claim. Because why should they not at least give the technology to the top scientists also in the academic field? the more people would you know contribute when they would know, and when they say, "Oh, we're afraid of you know maybe history or panic or whatever now that's just that's just an excuse military always hides things of course and, and and I do understand that there are reasons to hide especially in the cold war era when you know Russians and, and and Americans were sort of officially at least against each other but unofficially they've always been together and always will i mean we are being fooled as general public that CIA or KGB would be against each other. They work together. All secret services work together and help each other. And they are not, in my mind, loyal to their own country, but they are loyal to, to the other secret services. And that is flabbergasting, of course. But uh, people who work in secret services, in my mind, have a special psyche because a normal person cannot be, in in my mind, uh, in their department of sabotage and terrorism and whatever what they have uh, torturing innocent people killing innocent people uh, like uh, British uh, uh, intelligence services kept their right to kill when when the laws were changed a few years ago so I don't understand that there are systems that operate this way but of course that's just my private opinion
0: and as I always say in this show, there's it's a world of duality. You mentioned how the KGB works with the CIA and with uh, mi 6 and the others. And we go back to the Cold War, the former Soviet Union and the United States. We thought that they were arch-enemies. And when in reality, they were working behind the scenes all the time. So the Cold War was over, and we needed to create a new boogeyman. So we created the war I call it war for terrorism, war on terrorism. What happens after war on terrorism? Well, what's a new threat? Could it be Project Blue Beam, a false flag alien invasion?
1: Yes, I think exactly both of of them. Because um, especially Americans, I don't know why just Americans, because of American ego maybe, they always need an enemy. And um, the enemy today is environment. I mean, all this history about... uh, uh, CO2 uh, it's just uh, it's not true yes and there are hundreds of, of of scientists who go against al gore and the un organization which got the the nobel prize for this uh, claiming uh, you know whatever they claimed that uh, that uh, uh, the, the the greenhouse effect etc now the thing is nobody said even a word that, about the reality of probably which causes all this uh, melting of the ice and, and, and the bees are disappearing and whales are dying, etc. It's electromagnetic fields, which have increased tremendously all around the world. And even Obama is trying to, as president, saying that, you know, we should sort of uh, close down atom bombs and whatever. Well, they're local, even if the winds go around. but But electromagnetic fields go around... the the, the world, the planet, and every single nation, every single country. That is the big threat. I think that's the biggest threat right now. And people have no idea because people die of cancer, which increases, people die of Alzheimer's, which increases, and they don't even realize that the real reason for the extreme increase are electromagnetic fields, done deliberately also to cause diseases. So-called normal death to diminish the world population. And the the elite, if I can use that word, which steers the world, and it's not the governments. Governments are are errand boys for the elite. So the elite uh, says that, oh, our planet is overpopulated and and it needs reduction of the population dramatically, even by about 5 billion when we are 6.9 billion today. So uh, that, in my mind, is not true. The truth, in my mind, is that they are extremely afraid of the middle classes, which are increasing in numbers. And the middle class is a threat to the elite, not the, the working class. They call them, well, all of us, they call them cattle. You know, we are normal people are cattle for them. And and the working class would not start a revolution, but uh, but the middle class could. And that's why they need... To diminish as as much as possible and it's done you know so that people don't realize like the the newest thing is now the the swine flu vaccinations which right. are toxic and which could uh, kill a lot of people if they take them and in the states I just heard that like in Massachusetts it's going to be compulsory of course uh, in many other civilized nations it's never compulsory Finland made a, a, a change in laws and I think they were very smart they uh, decided uh, that um, the swine flu virus is not anymore listed in the list of contaminators, uh, dangerous diseases. And when it's not in that list, of course, nobody can nobody can force you to take a vaccination. Also here in Norway, I just read that that the uh, Folk Institute's uh, director said that, uh, no, we have never even considered compulsory vaccination. But U.S. has other kinds of thoughts. And, uh, and I, uh, I'm very, very sorry for the American people who have to go through this, because it's going to be a catastrophe.
0: And I say this all the time, and even to in my circle of, of friends and family. And that's why I have a show, because this is this way I can actually speak the truth. But when you talk about global warming, which is to me a ploy to tax and control the world, when I tell people that other planets are getting warmer, and if there's supposedly no inhabitants in other planets, then why are they getting warmer? Second, swine flu. I've been covering swine flu ever since the first case, the alleged first case in Veracruz, Mexico. And it's just a ploy. When I tell people that in 1976, they tried it in the United States and it failed and many people died of Guillaume barre they still don't believe it. And now the World Health Organization has it to level six, which is the pandemic level, when only about a thousand people worldwide have died. And in the United States alone, last year, 33,000 people died of the regular influenza. So explain to me, how is it that we are to believe that there's a level 10, but not that many people are dying?
1: Well, um, unfortunately, WHO, like UN and NATO, are under control of Whatever name you use, some people use Illuminati, some say organization, some say the New World Order. Whatever it is, yes. In my mind, uh, I have found out that the most of those people who are, are governing this planet, they are Zionists, and they want to have um, uh, Jerusalem as the, the biggest city or the the most important city, the capital of the planet of the if world. They right. succeed, maybe they don't. I don't know, but uh, but anyway. <clears throat> Uh, WHO is a corrupt organization. I have myself been representative of Finland uh, there in a couple of years for for tropical medicine, and then I was sitting for months uh, in every single meeting they ever had. I saw how they voted. For instance, uh, I was asked by my government to to say that Finland was interested into the, uh, to come part, uh, take part in a committee which was dealing with the uh, research of tropical medicine. And that was a surprise because they had, I understood, from beho- beforehand decided that France is going to go into that committee. But I had to, you know, raise my hand and say that the government of Finland is, is asking for a place. So they had to vote. And I happened to be one meter from <clears throat> from the voting when they put every country's name in, uh, in a little uh, piece of paper, and then one of those little pieces of paper was turned into a triangle, I saw it clearly. And the man who took uh, the vote, the pa- piece of paper, was, you know, clearly showed that take this one, which is, uh, you know, in a triangle. He took it, and that was France. So, you know, and then uh, when uh, Dr. Mahler was, uh, uh, he he was Danish doctor, who was chief of, of WHO at that time uh, in the 70s. So um, he had been uh, serving his fifth uh, five-year term, but he wanted to have two more years. And uh, then a Japanese uh, candidate came up and uh, wanted, uh, you know, the five-year term. Uh, so they were, th- those two were against each other. And what happened with the voting? Before the voting, the Japanese went around and offered, and this is from diplomatic circles because my my husband was um, a UN diplomat, and they talk, as you know, with each other. Sure. So the especially third world uh, countries and their ambassadors. Uh, representatives to to WHO were offered a Japanese new car. Everybody gets a Japanese new car if you vote for the Japanese, and the Japanese candidate won. So, you know, I don't have big respect for the things they do, but I understand now that they are under new world of control and they get an order and they have to obey. And that is very, very sad that some people from outside can steer big, big organizations who originally were created to be very good and think of the health of of the whole, whole planet and all the
0: people. And of course, no pun intended, but Big Pharma wants a big financial shot in the arm. They're behind this, I presume? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. It's a billion, billion, billion dollar business. Of course. Of course.
0: Now, espionage and assassinations against your will are the two primordial purposes of mind control. Do you think presidential assassination, let's say, President John F. Kennedy, his brother, the Pope, President Reagan, to name a few, were these assassins victims of mind control?
1: I would think so. At least uh, Sirhan Sirhan uh, was, I've read a lot of uh, papers about him and his programming. Yes. And it was interesting that he said after he had fired, he said, did I do it? Didn't remember. So they, it, it was clear to me after reading what, what had happened that he, he was totally mind-controlled. And then when he was also killed, not to be able to talk. So, uh, you know, that shows something.
0: That usually it, happens. It's
1: very sad. It's the same thing that happens with, uh, with the school shootings uh, and the, the big um, big uh, store shootings when somebody, a young man, usually just starts killing everybody who, who happens to be around and then kills himself. Now, uh, in my mind, they are all mind-control victims, those who shoot. And, of course, their victims are also victims. And they always pick out uh, young men who maybe have psychological problems before, and then they start beaming the frequency of hate. And when the frequency of hate is beamed at you for, for months or a couple of years even, there's nothing you can resist. You have to be a robot, and you have to kill. And when you kill yourself then they can't, uh, you know, ask uh, questions about you. That's a Delta programming in the whole thing. It's very sad. It's very sad.
0: I want to speak of Project Delta in a few minutes, but I wanted to ask you, mind control is used to manipulate the opinions of individuals, but can it also be accomplished in a mass scale? And if so, how?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. It's just a, a frequency that they send... Now, in the last, uh, I would say around 20 years, at least in Europe. I don't know in the States uh, so much, but at least in Europe, they have changed the street lamps all over. They have changed them in, uh, in old people's homes at, at the yards. They have changed them at school yards. They have changed them at daycare centers for children, and they have they are able to send uh, from uh, from uh, steer from uh, remotely. Uh, different frequencies and if people would just look at the lamps they would start thinking why why do they look they look different and they are different than before so they send a a different frequency and all those people who are around that area are affected and the worst thing is of course they can do it uh, through satellites and and there's nothing you can do to to sort of (laughs) protect yourself against satellites right how could we do that In no way, a a normal person or or a group of
0: persons. I I have and will do shows on electronics chemtrails. We'll do one on harp chemicals. But I haven't heard one person put all these together. Chemtrails, harp chemicals to produce mind control. How do these work together? This is basically psychological warfare, isn't it? Of course.
1: Of course it is. And uh, we have chemtrails here in Norway (coughs) very, very often. Chemtrails, of course, are often uh, put into into military planes or even passenger planes. I've seen a Lufthansa plane, a picture, which was distributing the, the white strips, which is in powder form. They have uh, titanium, aluminum, uh, magnesium, uh, etc. In, in, in this powder form. And since it's metal originally in powder, we breathe it in. And that way we can also be microchipped.
0: Oh, you're talking about and, uh, chemtrails.
1: Chemtrails, yeah. Yes. Chemtrails from the skies.
0: Pro- Operation Cloverleaf. When
1: you're microchipped, then you are mind-controlled. Right. So chemical trails can be addi- adding to, to the mind control of the general population without their knowledge at all. And then that's one of the reasons why, why diseases like bronchitis, asthma, etc., have really increased because you breathe it in. And people have no idea. Sometimes they look, oh, aren't they nice figures there, a figure X or something. And when I asked an expert, why are they always often in in, in an X form, which they, they put the white strips in? So the answer was that so we can, through satellite pictures, see which areas are contaminated. So there's, you know, there's really a, a plan there.
0: Last week we had a show on chemtrails. We had somebody who really got into the what-who when, etc., of the chemtrails. And uh-huh. I mentioned to him that a lot of people these days, you can find them in a comatose and indifferent way, where they're driving, they, they feel that their mind is foggy, not as before. You know, a lot of multiple sclerosis, a lot of Alzheimer's, dementia, and right. aluminum causes all that, right?
1: Yeah, right. Correct. It's done deliberately to, to destroy the population of the world to get more money for big pharma because when you're sick of course you need medicines and you need uh, doctors and so big pharma gets the money. Right. And then of course when it gets bad enough you die. So the whole plan is to diminish the population with chemical means like chemtrails with electronic meals, electromagnetic uh, weapons, non-lethal weapons and then psychological warfare which causes stress and and. and uh, uh, and ill feelings to people, so that they get stressed and then they get tired and uh, maybe commit suicide or whatever. Uh, it's it's a it's a, a plan of the devils, I think. And people don't know about it; they just suffer and and die. And they should know about it.
0: As Henry Kissinger says, we're just simply useless eaters or useless containers. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we're cattle.
0: The powers that be sometimes don't lie about the fact they are using mind control during. Conflict areas, wars, and call it non-lethal weapons, but are they really non-lethal?
1: No, they're lethal, but they can be used as non-lethal. You know, tasers like that, when they can they can shoot at you and or pepper sprays and and things like that, and and you 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 stop your attack or you there's a crowd uh, dispersing or something like that. But then, if you put the hard frequency on, then of course they're lethal. That's what happened in according to the non-lethal weapons conference uh, to <clears throat> in new york once when they they were shooting at uh, with a taser at um, at some uh, i think he was an a man who was um, kind of a clochard uh, sleeping out and uh, the the dose was too too high and he died but then according to this um, this lecture the policeman who who was uh, in charge of this took it so hardly that in two weeks he committed suicide himself so they are lethal weapons
0: if you have a lifetime friend who you trust with your life perhaps a loved one can that person Mm -hmm. be mind-controlled to turn against you
1: absolutely and that's exactly what they use they use the person who you trust your best friend is always in the list for recruitment it can be your wife your husband your child whoever just like in the manchurian candidate uh, Meryl Streep was uh, was the mother of the of the young man who whom she wanted to be uh, president of the president. U.S. So yes. so she you know so, so it was the mother programming. It's always somebody close to you, from your family or your best friend, and that's the that's the devilish plan because people can't believe that somebody who's been your best friend for years and decades could turn against you, but that's exactly how they do. And, of course, that person is also mind-controlled to turn against you. So they're both biological robots at the end.
0: And when you say recruited, does that mean involuntarily or voluntarily?
1: Both. I think the worst is if you don't know that you're microchipped and then you are steered. If you do know, then at least you can try to resist Always when you get a thought, hey, I'll go there or do something, so stop. Hey, is it my thought or induced? Right. But if you don't know that you're microchipped, and that that can happen with a handshake today because it's only 2 micromillimeters when hair diameter is 50. So once you get it into your body, that's it for life. It stays there, and you are steered. And there's nothing you can do. You can't even operate it out uh, anymore because in the 60s and 70s, they were size of, of uh, rice of grain, um, a little thing, uh, maybe one uh, one centimeter, but now since they're two micromillimeter, so y- you can never get it out.
0: It's nanotechnology.
1: Exactly, exactly, that's what it is, and and to prove that you have it, if you want to, you can take an MRI uh, x-ray, and that gives a signal. It gives a signal. I know a, a Swedish man who was implanted uh, by the police in when he was arrested for something, he was implanted um, uh, in the in the prison, and um, his uh, his head. When you have a device that um, that uh, can get the signal, his head really squeaks. And then he had this uh, implant uh, removed, but it was sent to the New York, and of course disappeared. Nowadays, you can't remove them anymore because they're so small.
0: So let's say that you go and and have an MRI, and this is nanotechnology. First of all, would it detect it? And second, if they do, if it's so small, how would they even remove it? It could be attached to any part of your body, right?
1: Yeah, they cannot move it anymore. It's only that they can give a signal which shows that they have it. Mm -hmm. But they can't take it away, and it's too small, and it can just, uh, in an X-ray, look like a little dot. Right. You can't remove it. But it gives this uh, squeaking sh- signal. So that's, that's proof that, hey, you have something there.
0: So for somebody who was involuntarily microchip with, with a, mm, let's call it a nanotechnology microchip, is there a way to deactivate it or do they have to live with it forever?
1: I think you have to live forever because maybe military has some, some tools, but the civilians don't. Like, of course. like I said, academics academic uh, research is 50 years behind. But usually when military develops a weapon, and this is a weapon, um, according to the British Medical Journal already, it was in July, 12th of July, 1997, there was an article where they warned doctors not to go along with the weapon industry, which meant microchipping of patients. Mm -hmm. So uh, those... uh, who work for the military and and have developed this? Of course, they also always try to to counteract. So they may have their their possibilities of of, uh, of um, diminishing the, the the effects. But civilian academic population, no, and research, no, not today.
0: A quick detour to stop at the swine flu again. Do you think is potentially is this a possibility that if what they're trying to do is to use compulsory vaccinations on the population do you believe this could be also because they want to microchip and use and leverage that opportunity to do it now since they have the opportunity and creating a false pandemic
1: yes i i agree i have thought about about that from the first moment because that would be a perfect perfect way of microchipping putting a little microchip into the vaccine now they will, of course, not reveal it, but exactly. that's what the U.S. Uh, military was doing already in Vietnam War, and and uh, first Iraqi War. They microchipped with vaccinations all their soldiers, and uh, like Timothy McVeigh who was uh, then uh, accused uh, with uh, with the murder of uh, of Oklahoma bombings, etc. Yes, mentioned that he was microchipped. Uh, with the vaccine and his buttocks
0: exactly so uh,
1: and then of course fbi who probably was behind the whole thing well just washed their hands and and then they they always take somebody who is a victim who is going to be the the person whom they accuse of being the criminal that's that's just the the way they always operate and and uh, like if you think of september 11th yes well the same thing happened in in london uh you know when they had the the metro explosion they they used the same um, same scheme in september 11th i read that uh, dick cheney was uh, conducting an an a military exercise and in the military exercise at the same time that the real plane if there was a plane or if it was just a
0: remote controlled
1: screen something anyway so people didn't know if it, if this was an exercise or was it a real thing and so say same thing was in in London metro scotland yard was uh, uh, putting out an exercise about explosion in the metro and at the same time there was an explosion in the metro so they always use it like you know pearl harbor the same kind of 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 uh, like some scheme since it works they use it for years and years and years and years and i think most people now Already know that September 11th was an inside job, and even a an ex-Italian uh, president uh, mentioned that it was BIA yes. and Mossad who was behind it. That's pretty much said of a president of another country. But uh, it was interesting that just a few days ago, I read that uh, President Obama's um, advisor was uh, kicked out of the White House because he he was a he truth a truther. Yes, he had signed a, signed a, an appeal or something that it was an inside job.
0: You, you see, just speaking about that person who resigned a few days ago, yeah. I can understand how he offended some people with what he said. However, I don't have a problem with the fact that he was a 9-11 truther. It's just that the powers that be don't want anybody close to the president questioning 9-11, period.
1: Yeah, probably. Probably, but... Normal, normal people who are not close to White House, they think differently.
0: Of course, you and I do, uh, at least. And uh, former Mayor Rudolf Giuliani, a lot of people don't know this, but he was in London the morning of, of was it uh, July 11th, um, when the, uh, the uh, subway, the metro bombings happened. He was there. I think
1: it was the 7th of July.
0: The 7th of July, correct. He was there in London uh, participating on the drills.
1: Right. <laughs> well, well. Of course. The U.S. and U.K. are always working together.
0: Yes. Now, I hear you say the CIA and the Navy are involved with mind control programs. Why is it that we continue to hear the Navy so involved with so many things, UFOs, etc.? What is so special about the Navy?
1: Now, I think you as an American could answer that. (laughs) Me (laughs) as a Finn living in Norway and being a lady and not a a career military, I I, I don't know. But in Norway, already in the 50s and 60s, the U.S. Navy was using uh, Norwegians as guinea pigs because they were finding oil underneath the sea and they were being electro um, they put electrodes into their brain and into their head when they were down there to of course to record them and what what was happening and unfortunately they got uh, very very ill many of them and they have had uh, court cases now and uh, 18 of them I think have committed suicide etc and this was done among others, by U.S. Navy support and, and money, and even U.S. Air Force and, and NASA, etc. So uh, they all are involved in this kind of research.
0: And of course, you say they, a lot of them committed suicide, but a lot of these people who commit suicide shoot the, themselves twice in the head. And I call that suicided. That's right. Yeah. So, so military implants happen for surveillance and control. I can understand the surveillance part, but how is it that they control you via the implant? Is it just like a beacon?
1: It's like a, like a beam. It's like a beam. A, a certain frequency, all your emotions... Uh, And there is a beam, a frequency also for suicide. But all your emotions, hate and jealousy and love and whatever, they have a certain frequency. Mm -hmm. And they have picked with supercomputers those frequencies, and they can store them in the computers, and then they can send it to you back or to somebody else, your own feelings. And therefore, they control you totally. If they want you into a rage, there is a frequency for rage, and they use that sometimes especially like Los Angeles riots. I mean, I think that was a good example of, of group kind of a, a mind control experimentation. And if they if they would like us to be lovable, they could do that too, but they never do. I mean, the military is not for love and for something positive. It's all for control and negativity. And uh, that's how they, they exercise. I, I read um In a Finnish newspaper once that an admiral mentioned that, uh, well, of course, the military has to exercise. If they have a new weapon, they have to exercise. And who do they exercise with? Well, from Norway, they can't go against Finland or Sweden or Russia, which are neighboring countries. They can go against their own population. And the same, of course, goes for for the U.S. But uh, the U.S. uses an awful lot people in Scandinavian countries, because we are few people, around uh, 5 million in in Norway and Finland, and uh, 9.5 in Sweden. So they are used as guinea pigs. It's easier to control. It's easier to use us. And we're used to obeying authorities much more, I think, than in the States, because at least in Finland, we've been under Russian rule for for a long time and when the czar said something well everybody obeyed and that's why who has been using us as guinea pigs for vaccinations because
0: they're obedient
1: yeah because i remember when i was in office and in in lapland so so we had a, a vaccination program because there was again some flu coming from an asiatic country and everybody got vaccinated But afterwards, afterwards, not before, we found out that the vaccine that was given was totally different from the disease that had the virus. So we were just guinea pigs. And 90% uh, did go and, and, and get their vaccine. And when somebody died, they, it was always explained away that, well, he, the little boy had a, a brain tumor already or something like that. Because the true figures and statistics are not given to the public. It's only with the people working for the system.
0: And going back to the swine flu in the United States, 1976, at least back then, pharmaceutical companies who made those vaccines did not have immunity, and you could sue them if they created a health hazard. But now they've revoked that. Now there's immunity for them. How can people not see that if a large number of the population gets sick or die, there's no recourse? Why would you even think of getting vaccinated?
1: Well, I mean, in, as I have understood, in the U.S., it's going to be, uh, it's going to be compulsory. And I read that in uh, 97 in Maryland, at some county, the children were vaccinated and the army police were there with guns that they got the vaccine. And if the parents refused, they get uh, a fine of $50 a day or 10 days in the jail. In today, you know, in a report I just read that today now uh, U.S. is planning a fine of 1000 uh, dollars a day if you refuse. And then FEMA has all these, uh, these
0: um, concentration
1: camps. camps already ready for those who say no. Now, I think that the U.S. is going down the drain, and it is done by the U.S. people without realizing what they're actually going into. The U.S. is going to be totally crushed by their own administration who, on the other hand, is under new world order control so there should be a revolution about it and and hey wait a minute but they have their ways they you know they they threaten your family they they kill your children they killed my mother my father and my best friend i'm not killed yet but they have done a lot they have uh, shot me with um, with the uh, i think it was from the satellite just last week every time i give a, a lecture i did yesterday or two they they t- do something and they hit me so that my glasses went kaput, and when I looked at it, uh, they dropped on the floor. It was like cut with a laser, and that was two millimeters from my head. Now, either if it had been meant that I would die, they could have done it, but I think this was just a warning, and it just shows the technology, which is incredible. They can hit you from a satellite with one millimeters uh, exact uh, place. And I've been hit unconscious. I've been uh, uh, poisoned uh, so that I was taken to to the hospital with an, with an ambulance, etc. My house has been robbed over 300 times. It's it never of valuables, but always of reports. I come from a conference. They, the conference reports disappear. So I have to have a rucksack with me at all times because I've tried to leave something at home, and it's always gone. It's always gone, and there are no signs of... of, of uh, somebody coming in, so they have keys to, and they do have keys to every single house in the whole world if they want to. And the police does nothing, because the police protects them. And that is the worst. The, the corruption of the police, the corruption of the, of the legal system is just a fact in all countries, because those who govern, they own them. They own the mass media, they own the police, they own the, 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 the juridical system and all that. Not all there are always good men and women in police and, 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 and the army and all, all that. They're always good, but they're always bad apples. And the bad apples have had the power, at least so far.
0: And Dr. Keel, that we are so privileged to have you on today because you and I had spoken the phone a couple of times and you share your story with me. You obviously have a mission and you will not die until that mission is complete. Now, a lot of people may think that we're fear mongering. And, folks, we're talking to a distinguished former chief medical officer of Finland. This is somebody who has researched this information. And sometimes in the United States, you don't get the news if you turn on your TV. You have to step outside. And I'm willing to bet that you get in Norway, where you reside now, more information about what's really transpiring in the United States than we do here. Am I correct?
1: Absolutely correct. And that goes not only for the U.S., it goes to other countries too. You have to get outside the borders of your own country to find out news. The last news uh, I just read today, it was an Internet um, sent to me that Pentagon has uh, forbidden soldiers who serve abroad to use Internet. Now that was news to me. Because, of course, the soldiers who use internet abroad they found out a lot of things that are not printed in the USA sure so that's that's exactly how it is and i think that the us you um, i think american ego is is one of the reasons for this because i was um, uh, an american field service scholarship student when i was 16 17 in milwaukee wisconsin for uh, my senior year in high school and i loved america and i loved my friends and and i loved my my family and i was just um, a few months ago in our 50s uh, class reunion which was great to see the people after 50 years but i noticed something that 51% of my classmates and we were 140 or so had and still live still live after 50 years in in the milwaukee area 51%. Mm-hmm. And, and many of them had never been abroad. Uh, it was Midwest. And uh, when I talked with them, you know, I, I was flabbergasted how, how little they knew about what their own country was doing abroad. I criticized, of course, you know, uh, the wars that the U.S. is doing in, in other countries, etc. And one lady said to me, well, why do they always ask for our help? And I said, come on. It's puppet governments that ask for help. It's not the people. And she couldn't understand it. Right. So, so you know, it's, it's very, very much ignorance. And one of the reasons is, I think that, like I said, American ego. Uh, Americans go abroad and, and then they come to Finland, for instance, and then can say, oh, they didn't even speak English. I mean, you could go to another country. I expect everybody to speak your language. I speak six languages, but I would never come to the U.S. and say, well, they didn't speak Finnish. Right but this is the way american uh, you know education is that way and uh, and um, it was worse in the 50s than now but still it exists
0: well the the, the whole dumbing us down strategy is working and by the exactly. way exactly compulsory vaccinations and i folks i hope that this not this does not happen call me fearmonger if you'd like but i've been ringing this bell ever since this started back in april that More than likely, the Level 6 World Health Organization is there for a reason. That allows the governments to issue emergencies, uh, institute martial law, and give us compulsory vaccinations. The question that's in everybody's mind, and I've discussed it in the last two shows, Dr. Kilde, What happens if there's compulsory vaccinations and I say no when I have a gun pointing at me?
1: Yeah, that happens in the U.S., I think. I don't think it's going to happen in Europe at least not in Scandinavia. It's, it's, it's a problem. I think that they're going to take you to the famous uh, concentration camps, and then they're going to vaccinate you anyway.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm trying. To, this is a show that's listened to as of this month in 143 countries. I don't know how many in the United States, but I'm trying to ring the alarm so that more and more people are aware of it, and they decline because if they criminalize this, if they make it a criminal offense and they say it's going to be a thousand dollars a day, hey, you might as well make it ten thousand dollars a day and put us all in jail. How many jails are they going to have to, or prisons, or FEMA concentration camps are they going to have to build to put us all in?
1: Oh, they have them already. They have eight hundred FEMA concentration camps in the United States. They have rails going there. They have, as I have heard, uh, that they have even even uh, crematoriums there already. So they are there just to open the doors and send people in. So they have them in the USA, but no place else.
0: Right, right.
1: And that's why U.S. is going down the drain. The whole country is going to be crushed. And I, I feel so sorry for American people, but it is the administration that, uh, that does this.
0: It's Nazi so Germany. Uh, I
1: don't understand how those people who are on the, on the top, how can they allow it? Okay, okay maybe they're all mind-controlled. To do that, But if they're not, how can they allow that for national security or whatever reason, they, they will kill five billion people with vaccination, with, with uh, conventional warfare, with uh, chemical warfare, with uh, like chemical trails and with electronic warfare. It doesn't go into my skull. It doesn't go. Why do they do this?
0: It's part our fault when you have our representatives who have a 12 percent approval rate, but they have a 90-some percent reelection rate. Something is wrong. Yeah. Right. Now, I just mentioned Nazi Germany for a moment. I remember Goebbels, Hitler's propaganda chief, when he lobbied worldwide to change the music musical instrument tuning from 432 hertz to 428 hertz, because 432 would make people calm, and 428 was not. And during times of war, you don't want people to be calm. Did you ever look into that, by the way?
1: No, not into that one, but I remember that even today uh, in, uh, in Great Britain, uh, the police has um, devices that they are using 450 hertz. Huh. And that is for mind control. Yes. But the thing is that uh, now they have found out that a lot of policemen are going to be uh, targets also. And that is a problem, of course. But it's all done uh, deliberately. And and we're all experimentation, uh, you know, uh, guinea pigs, can we say, for this technology. And human life means nothing to those who are on the top. Nothing at all. Somebody says, oh, you can't, you know, count uh, human life, how much it costs. I said, just go to the nearest insurance company. And they say, if you lose a finger, it costs so much. If you use an eye, it costs so much. And if you die, it costs so much. Right. So there is a price for everything. And unfortunately, it seems that only money matters. Like uh, Eva Jolie, who is now in the parliament, she's Norwegian-French. she's in the European parliament for the Greens. And she's been uh, very, very famous. She was uh, the, the, the person of, of, of Europe a couple of years ago. And, and she was revealing criminality of the big guys, criminality of, of the big uh, industrial complexes. She said in a, in a meeting that nothing but money matters. And that's just a fact in this, this, on this planet. And that's why this planet is going down the drain.
0: And we have so much more to discuss. We have to take our one and only intermission, Dr. Kilde. But before we take our our break, I want to ask you a question and get your answer on the other side. Going back to what is a human being. When we come back, I want you to share the data from a European survey which talks about people who are telepathic, clairvoyant, and some who even claim to have contact with the energy of the dead. And this has been proven that we have 40 Nine percent schizophrenic people in Iceland, which has, they claim to have contact with the dead. A lot of these topics are going to be discussed after the intermission. Doctor Kilde, how do people get in touch with your work? By the way, with what work? With your work, with your books. Do you have a website where people can look at your work? Uh,
1: I don't have a website, and I'm, <laughs> I only can send email and and receive email, and I've just gotten a printer into into my house. I don't even have a TV because I don't want to be watched through the TV.
0: Exactly. So
1: uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I don't, uh, if they can't speak uh, the Norwegian languages or, or um, Scandinavian languages, they can't read my books unless I got a public- get a publisher in the U.S. and they can be translated.
0: And we'll try to get that happen for you. Folks, stay with us so much more to cover with Dr. Rauni Kilde. We'll be right back. This is Mel Fabregas and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to talk more with our special guest in our members section. Head on over to our website, veritasshow.com, click on subscribe and join us in the members area to tune in to the second part of this great show. We'll take a short break, listen to some music, and we'll be right back with more.
1: Bob Dean, and you've been listening to the very touch.